0: Welcome to Bunny Hugs and Mental Health, the podcast that deals with all things mental health. We talk to professionals, survivors, and loved ones about their sometimes informative, sometimes uplifting, and sometimes tragic stories. I'm your host of the show, Todd Rennebon, advocate, recovering addict, experienced sufferer of depression and anxiety, and author of the children's book, Sometimes Daddy Cries. Hello and welcome to another episode of Bunny Hugs and Mental Health. I am Todd Rennebaum. Thank you so much for checking out this episode. Thank you if you've been listening from the very beginning. Thank you if this is just your very first episode. Just thank you so much for listening, and I, I really hope that this podcast is is making an effect on the stigma of, around mental health and mental illnesses and trauma, uh, because a lot of people have been very open and vulnerable in speaking with with me on the podcast. And, you know, that's the whole point of this podcast, really. Not the whole point, but it's a very big point. What an amazing episode we have this week. I am speaking with Michelle from Schizophrenic NYC. But first, I want to tell you about next week's episode. I'm speaking to a lovely young lady who goes by the name Trash. She finds that going by the name Trash is empowering, and it's also one of her most beloved personalities she has. Trash has quite a few different disorders, but the one I really was talking to her about was her DID or Dissociative Identity Disorder. Uh, it was once called split personalities or or Multiple Personality Disorder. Uh, it's now DID, and we have we just have a really great conversation. She's a really, really, really sweet girl. Uh, normally, you can follow her on uh, TikTok at Totally Trashed, but her TikTok is down right now. And you can follow her on Instagram at totally trashed. But you know, try TikTok too. Now speaking of TikTok and Instagram, you can follow me in the podcast at Bunny Hugs Podcast on TikTok and Instagram. And on Facebook and Twitter, Bunny Hugs at Mental Health. And you can leave questions, concerns, comments, uh questions for guests I've had, whatever. And uh we can we can have a little chat and start, you know, have a little community and And maybe I'll read your comment or question on, on, I want to say on the air, but it's not really the air on, uh, on the, in the intro of, of the next episode. And while you're at it, why don't you tell a friend about this podcast? If you like it, if, if you find it interesting, you find even one episode interesting, tell somebody about it and let's, let's grow this community and, uh, support one another Help those that may relate to to the episode or to someone else's story. And to educate those that have no idea at all. So please, go ahead and tell people about the podcast. Now, this week, I am speaking with Michelle, who lives in New York City. And she has schizophrenia. And she's also a graphic designer. She designs clothes and buttons and all types of stuff. You can follow her link tree and buy some of her merchandise and again, help support someone. We talk about uh, how she was diagnosed, the stigma, some of her clothing line. Uh, we talk a little bit about sports and how mentally ill people are not really dangerous. Uh, there's a lot of uh, stigma out there right now, a lot of gun violence in the States. It's not the guns, it's, it's the mentally ill people. And we, we have a pretty good discussion about that. So without further ado, I give you Michelle.
1: when I think back, I can remember my first symptoms of schizophrenia really being called out was when I was at soccer practice. I had this like really mean kind of just, just, just drill sergeant coach who would just kind of like call me out on things like, you know, pay attention, you know, who are you talking to? And he would like laugh at me or, and he'd be like, ah, is, you know, Michelle's just talking to her imaginary friends over there. She's not even paying attention anymore. So like, that was the first time, like I really look back is that you know anyone ever called me out for talking to myself. I also remember like being in physics class and I'm cracking up at nothing and a girl turns around and goes, are you OK? And I'm like, what? She goes, like, what are you laughing at? And I'm like, oh, I have no idea. And I also remember being in like, you know, math class and a girl said to me, like, you know, who are you always talking to? And I'm like, what? She goes, you're always talking to somebody. Are you on the phone? Are you just talking to nobody? Like, who are you always talking to? i like, that kind of stuck out. And then I always had this, like one of my best friends was always talking about that time. Remember when we were in the pizza place and you turned to the wall and you smiled and laughed at it, like somebody was there. And I was like, what? She goes, it was so funny. So I had all these like things that I think back to now that were totally symptoms of schizophrenia that I didn't realize I had at the time. So you know, I also like struggled and fought with my mom and stuff like that. She tried to bring me to get help, but I was always, you know, had that paranoia where I just didn't trust any kind of therapist at all. So I didn't speak. I was just stone faced them the whole time. But when I got to college, you know, cause the whole thing was that I thought like my mom was out to get me and all these things. And I thought she was doing things purposely to hurt me. I just had all these just weird paranoid thoughts about her. So I go to college. I think I'm free of the whole thing. She's gone. I'm cool. Things cool for a long time. Well, a few months or maybe a month at least. And then I start thinking all those same paranoid thoughts about my roommate that I thought about my mom. And then I was like, wait a minute. Why would my roommate be doing all those things? Why am I thinking these same things about my roommate that I thought about my mom? And then it just, you know, clicked in my head. Oh, you know, there is something wrong with me. I, it was really me the whole time. And that's when I was like, okay, let me go to the health center, figure some stuff out. And they told me within 15 minutes that I was bipolar and here's a pamphlet and then go see the school psychiatrist. Yeah, that didn't work so well. Ended up in um, the psych ward twice my freshman year for like suicide attempts and once my sophomore year for suicidal tendencies so then i decided i needed like a real therapist and i try to get you know some real stuff so in college i was pretty much diagnosed bipolar or depression and i was on like one medication you're to take it three times a day and if you missed it you just got angry and you went nuts so that was that and then after college i was trying to like be more honest and open with a doctor and i described myself as um and I got diagnosed with schizophrenia, which I thought I was like, oh, my God, I'm so devastated. I have schizophrenia. No one's going to love me. Like, everyone's going to hate me. So I went out to dinner with, like, the same people I lived with for college for, like, four years. And I was like, dude, guys, all right. I got something to tell you. I found that I have schizophrenia. And they were all like, isn't that what you had the whole time? Like, that that could not have been more obvious. Like, like we would catch you talking to yourself all the time. Like, we pretty much said that to you. Like, duh, you know. So I was like, if my best friends already knew and like didn't care, why do I care about any negative reaction I have with people that I don't even really know or like? So I was like, whatever. (laughs) You know? Right.
0: Yeah. I don't this has nothing to do with it, but what did you take in college?
1: Oh, I I was a, a graphic design major and I had a minor in business communications. And I got my business classes, somehow I got uh, really good grades in them because my teacher messed up. <laughs> <laughs> he gave me an A one time. He gave me an A. I, the thing is, I told him, I, you know, they had the grades online and everything. And I'm checking my grade for the class of this business class. And it said I had 110. And I'm like, that's not right. <laughs> I'm going through all of it in my participation grade said 700 I was like that's probably supposed to be 70 and I go before the final I'm honest with the guy and I said hey I checked the grade online and it says my participation grade is like 700 percent and he makes a note but then I got my report card and it said a and I was like he never changed it (laughs) but you know what what am I supposed to do now? Because it would have been an, an F. So, you know, I told him I did the right thing. I just didn't tell him afterwards because I was honest. I tried to be honest as possible, but was like, okay, fine, whatever, dude.
0: So you're terrible at business.
1: Well, it's not, it wasn't really my, f- <laughs> you know, the, we, all we would do is get, he would just play the slides from the textbook. And I would just bring my computer and go on my computer, like whatever. It was boring. Whatever. And now I run a business, but I do terrible in my business classes somehow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all you did was watch The Apprentice.
1: I have a coaching license in women's lacrosse, and I was the TA of women's lacrosse, which was all of my teammates were in the class. And then I sat there as the TA. Ah. That's what I did. And I answered the questions that none of, nobody else knew the questions of. I would just answer questions. And there was just one random girl that was in the class. And then if they did group work, I always had to work with this one random girl that didn't know anything. Huh. That's what I did.
0: So that was your college.
1: That was my college experience. (laughs) I wore a lot of sweatpants. I wore a lot of sweatshirts. It was freezing in upstate New York. Yeah.
0: Did you party, drink, drugs? Of
1: course. No, no drugs. I'm not into drugs.
0: No. Hmm,
1: hmm, okay. It's not my thing. I have many I saw many, many drugs. I was offered many, many drugs. Well, to buy, to buy. Right, well, not right, free, right. Not for free. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I could have done an abundance of drugs, but that's really not my thing. You know, because when you already hallucinate, you don't want to hallucinate more. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. You know. Not even weed.
1: Not in college. I was an athlete, you know, mm. I had to breathe.
0: Oh, right, right, right. That makes sense. Were you, were you good at lacrosse? Ah, it's a Canadian sport, you know.
1: I do know it's a Canadian sport, and people never believe me. When I say it's the national sport of Canada, they go, no, it's hockey. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's lacrosse. Yep. Nobody I'm from bl-
0: Canada. I don't know if you knew that.
1: Well, I, I know now because you yeah, knew right. that because you knew that because no Americans believe me when I tell them that. Yep. Yeah. It's the
0: indigenous people.
1: Yes, it's the indigenous people's sport, and they would they the boy they would do it no no boundaries, and they would like kill each other. It was Neat. they would they would beat the crap out of each other with it with their wooden sticks. They would beat the living bejesus out of each other. But huh. we don't do that. Well, I would always say, you know, if the ref can't see it, it's not a it's it's not a uh, a foul. Right. If the ref can't right. see so it, so you're it's just not, sneaky about it. You know, the ref can't see it; it's not a foul.
0: You know, I watch a lot of football, and I wonder why why there isn't more pinching. Because that'd be hard to see. I was
1: told somebody told me that when they're in like the big smush on the ground when they're all fighting for it, that they're all pinching each other.
0: Oh, they are. That's hopefully.
1: what I was told.
0: <laughs> or tickling.
1: I don't know. I mean, I think football is so stupid. It's like, yeah, you're big, manly men, but you're wearing tight pants and you're wearing large pads. Like, really? Mm. You're so Mm -hmm. strong, but you have to wear big ass pads. Yeah. Okay. You know how many hits I took? Please. People smashed into me, (laughs) smashed into me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you get paid for one position. Whereas lacrosse, you're all over the field.
1: Pretty much. Well, I played, I was the lowest defender and I beat so many 2v1s. I would destroy a 2v1, which is me and the goalie and two of the other girls. Just, she's running down the field. And now I'm like, a 2v1 again. Really, guys? Why'd you put me in this position? Really, really, really? And now I got to break this again. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Leaving me in a 2v1. Thanks, thanks so much.
0: I don't know what 2v1 means.
1: Oh, one defender oh, versus one. One defender and two attackers.
0: Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. I figured it out.
1: Yeah. So I would have to break a 2v1. I'd be like, really? Why? Why are you doing this to me again? But I can can break, I would break two V1s all day, all day.
0: Huh. Do you think your mental illness helped with that or (laughs) had nothing to do with it?
1: Well, I would always make sure I I had, the thing is my coach would be like, I can tell if you've taken your meds within like one minute of talking to you, do not come to practice or anywhere near me if you haven't taken your meds. Which people were like, coach is making you take your meds. But I'm like, that's a good thing. So like, I don't know what the complaint is. Yeah,
0: yeah, right. Yeah someone's looking out for me how dare they i know
1: i know i know what's the what's the bad there what's the bad she's making you take your meds i'm like she's making me be stable like shut up
0: yeah she wants me to do well
1: well i know right <laughs> like yeah
0: so, so what is life after sports or do you still play
1: Well, I was playing in this post-collegiate team in New York City, and then I was also playing on on a flag football team, and I was running after the person with the football, and some dumb idiot comes and cuts me off, and I strained my MCL, so I was in this big air-leg cast thing, and I could barely walk, and I had crutches, so I had to stop playing for a while, and then I was just like, I'm done. I'm done playing. I'm just like, I'm lazy now. I just like I just stopped. and I was like, you know, the game of girls across that a lot different. like you, the the rules changed, and now there's younger people. and I'm like, now old. I'm not good at. I'm not like good at. I was good, but now I'm not good.
0: Right. <laughs>
1: I used to be good. I, don't, I mean, maybe I could still break a 2V1. I don't know, but I'm not sure I want to try.
0: You just would never do it again. You could do it once. <laughs> what What is your life like after college, after sports, being having schizophrenia?
1: Well, okay. So, like, for five years, I worked in corporate New York City design. Like, And if you work in New York City... Like you are so replaceable so easily. So, I had like 15 jobs in five years. I was fired from every single one of them. But doing that, I was able to build my own business. Because I had so much experience in a bazillion different fields, like I worked in in like wine and spirits, like web design. I worked in sports, like for the New York City Marathon. Like I worked at that company. I worked in like radio station, kind of like hip hop radio station stuff, where I had to make like really like like urban stuff. Like it 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 was interesting. What I had to make a lot of Jay Z and like. And all, all it, it was interesting. I'll just say that. And I, I, had to work in law for a while. Like, like I'm telling you, I was well rounded. So when I had to like build my whole whole thing, like I knew how to do so many different things because I had so much like like experience with so many different kinds of just just design. So people were like, you know, how did you build that web? Where where did that website come from? How did you do that? And I'm like, oh, I knew how to do it. I just knew how to do it. Like, but you knew, I'm like, yeah. So how did you? Eh? I'm like, no, I knew how to do it myself. I built my whole website myself. And people are like, oh, really? Wow. How do you know? So like, that was the good thing that came from the bad thing. But like, so yeah, I just couldn't work in corporate New York City, like, like nine a.m. to six p.m. Like that's so much, especially for someone who's schizophrenic and you just like need breaks. Plus one time I was working somewhere and then I got brought into HR and like HR knew that I had schizophrenia because I had missed the deadline for um, health insurance. But then I was like, wait, I have a severe mental illness. I need my, I, I have severe chronic illness. I need health insurance. And I brought a letter for my doctor. So HR knew because that's fine. But, but my I had a bunch of issues with some stuff. So uh my boss was saying, you know, you said you weren't on the phone, but you were talking like you were on the phone. And I looked at HR and she was just like, you know, Brandon, you're going to have to uh, just dismiss that. And he's like, but you said you said you were on the phone, but you looked like you were on the phone. You know, so it's kind of like, what do you what do you do in that situation? You know,
0: <laughs> so it- Usually HR would know you're schizophrenic, but your employer wouldn't. That was
1: the only HR that knew. That was the only time I ever had any like issue.
0: Mm. So you didn't, you weren't like uh, upfront every time you get a new job, be like, Hey, by the way, I'm schizophrenic.
1: No, because not everywhere I worked actually even had an HR.
0: Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Do you think any of your jobs, like other than that one, do you think some of your other jobs you were dismissed because of your mental illness?
1: It could be, it could cause also sometimes symptoms, sometimes you just get confused, things like that. And also just working all day for someone with schizophrenia is really, really hard. You yeah, know, it's yeah. just not the easiest thing. It's just like you need a break. You need a nap. You need a relax. It's just that one hour for lunch. Just, just do it. And I'm not saying you can't work if you have schizophrenia. I'm just saying mm-hmm. it makes it more difficult. So it, it, it just didn't work for me. That's why I decided to do my own thing and come up with my own brand, Schizophrenic M.I.C. Therefore, I could just do my thing and run my business and get all the just like the joy from running my own business. Because also when you're working for other people, you do all the work and then like the creative director gets the credit. <laughs> and it's like, great. I'm so I'm so glad the creative director is so you know happy with how I did my work. And, they, yeah. and they're getting, oh, yeah, yeah, you're the creative director. Yeah. Congratulations to you for hiring me to do the work yeah. for you, for you to be happy about yourself.
0: I, I know a few uh, graphic designers and different, uh, yeah, graphic designers. And even in a small city, Canada, it's like it's not even worth working for companies because they're like, yeah, you're you're replaceable quickly. And like you get paid the shittiest wages and you are basically just like, yeah a peon yeah so it's like yeah if you have any creativity or anything and then everyone
1: thinks they could be a graphic designer because it's like oh i know how to use canva yeah (laughs) congratulations you can use canva now nice nice
0: what do you think of my logo
1: your logo over there it's very nice it's good bunny hugs i like it i made it
0: see I could be a graphic designer.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) And I love when people, they'll show me, like, oh, yeah, look at this logo. My friend made this logo. It's really great. And I look at it, and in my head, I'm going, that's the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. And I go, it's very nice. (laughs) You know, you just got to like say things like that, even when they're disgusting. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I used to be a musician, and people call me a music snob. And it's like,
1: well, I know no, many music just, snobs.
0: It's just i I know what's good <laughs>
1: it what's funny about music snobs is like they they have like what they like, and then everything else is bad, you know,
0: right. I respect other genres that I don't normally listen to if it's good, yeah, but if it's bad, it's just bad
1: right
0: and it's true. It is all subjective, really it
1: is all subjective. But- it's like you can't like anything else because it's bad. But this, it's good. But it's like, but I don't like that. No, you're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> this is what's good, but I don't like it. No, it's good. You don't know what's good. Oh, sorry. Okay, fine. Sorry. Sorry. sorry, sorry.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's me.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't know what was good, but now you're playing what's good, even though I don't like, like it. But I guess that means I don't know what's good then. Okay, fine.
0: <laughs> even though it's obscure and it's like right. weird screams and yeah. Right. Anyway, anyway, um, I, you know what I, I love on your Instagram that you have security footage in your apartment and that you show people what it's, what schizophrenic really looks, what schizophrenia really looks like. Yes. What, what, what made you, what made you want to be so vulnerable and open and want to do that?
1: Well, the original thing was that like, I was explaining to my psychiatrist that I couldn't stop talking to myself and he was like, well, what does it look like? What are you doing? So like, I just took a video one time where I just had my computer open, like recording like that photo booth thing. And then like it like ended and I was like, I don't think I got anything. Let me just review the tape. And I reviewed it. I'm like, what am I doing? Oh my God. So I like put it on YouTube, but I said it's like private and I sent it to him. And he's like, you put it on YouTube though. I'm like, no, no, it's on private. Don't worry. But then one day I was like, I'm just going to make it public. So I just made it public and then like people watched it. And then I was like, okay, so I want to get more videos, but what can I do? So I just got like some, I went on Amazon and I got like a, like a little security camera. Cause people are always like, how do you have this pointed at you at the right time? And I'm like, it's a mm. stupid security camera. I got off Amazon for like $30, like relax yourself. And also I'm constantly accused that it's fake. People are like, this is acting. Like it's not acting. Why would I post it if it was acting? You know, why would I be faking it if I was acting? Because if I could acting, I could act. I could make them so much better if I was acting, <laughs> you know? I could do it so much better. if I can make them look so much crazier if I was acting. Some of them are not even me doing much, you know? But if I was acting, I could make them absolutely berserk. But like recently, I, yesterday, I posted one on TikTok, and I got a bunch of comments that I was like, this isn't schizophrenia, uh, girl just go to bed I Was like yeah this is definitely acting why would I post it if I was acting why would I want to be called out as an actor
0: do you so respond to those comments
1: sometimes I just block people or I'm like then why are you mm. following me like I don't understand <laughs> yeah, exactly. if you're, if you're following me just to be mean like a block I just block people sometimes why is this video, it jumped from 4,000, like, yesterday, it had 4,000 views. I checked it today, it had 25,000 views and a whole bunch of people telling me to go to bed and then I was an actress. Like, why, why does it have views then?
0: <laughs> well, Lisa's getting views. I'm
1: just saying, but like, like, I'm saying like the bad things, but it, I'm just saying it bothers me so much when people are saying that they're fake. No, they're not fake. Because if they were fake, they wouldn't be so stupid. <laughs> like there's one of me eating ravioli, shoving my face with ravioli while I'm having an episode. Why would I ever share that? I look like a pig. I'm like, it looks like I know I realize this is a podcast, so nobody can see what I was just doing. Basically, I'm shoving my face with ravioli while talking to myself at the same time. Why would a person share that video? I mean, I'm just saying, if it wasn't real. Why would I share that? Because I look like a fool. You know what I'm saying? What's the
0: advantage of faking that? I don't
1: know. But I know there has been fake TikTokers. There was one I saw, like, this girl fake Tourette's. Like, that's really messed up. Huh? But but what's funny is, like, when I've been called fakers before, I had this old roommate. She was like, listen, like, I live with you. I know you're schizophrenic. They could just call me. Because I confirm it.
0: (laughs) Other than the fakes, have you ever had other like negative stigma
1: just in life on
0: you from people? Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, always, like always, like a lot of times. Like I tell people, yeah, I was like, yeah, I was a lifeguard for six summers, and they're like, you were really, you were schizophrenic. You were lifeguard for six summers. Um, okay. It's like they think in their heads, like I just get that look, like you watched kids in a pool. Or a lake. What? Eh, what? It's like, how did you do that? And I'm like, well, what, what? they don't say it, but you can see it in their eyes. Of Yeah. You were a lifeguard. I can tell you that I never had any issues. No issues. No drownings. No one almost drowning. No one doing anything wrong. No one running on the dock. No one telling everyone to, no, don't run around the pool. No problem.
0: Because you were on shift, yes, and they're like, yes. "She's schizophrenic. We have to be."
1: That on was her before best I behavior. was diagnosed.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I'm a bit of a smart ass, by the way. Yeah. You know, I met. Uh, I was in the psych ward. I've been in the psych ward a couple of times, and I met a guy speaking of Tourette's. He was 17 year old kid who was schizophrenic with Tourette's, and uh, he was an interesting dude. I had to convince him to take his meds. Actually, the nurse was like, here you go, Bobby, or whatever his name was. And he was like hyper paranoid. Uh-huh. But he liked me for some reason, because I'm so charming. And uh, <laughs> I'm like, nah, don't worry about it, dude. She gave me some too. Mm, they were really good. And he was like, oh, okay. And then he took them and the nurse winked at me. So
1: I, I, I was in the psych ward and I left with five guys numbers.
0: Not what?
1: Yeah. Not a lot of girls in the psych ward where I was at least <laughs> yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of creepy men in the sideboard
0: <laughs> uh I didn't I was in there for about two weeks I did not give my number once so there you go so I'm not the creepy guy but I got three dude's numbers <laughs> 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 I'm kidding Hello, everyone. Just a quick break here. I hope you're enjoying the episode. Uh, I want to tell you about a really great podcast called A Sober Story Podcast by my friend Emily. She is charming. She is witty. She's clever. And she's just a great host for a podcast. Uh, And not to mention, she was also a guest on this very podcast a few weeks back. As someone who's six years sober himself, I can tell you, Everybody's got an interesting story about how they got sober and an interesting story about what they were like when they weren't sober. So I'm begging you to please listen to a sober story podcast by Emily. Another great podcast is rainy days podcast by my friend Jason, who was also a guest on this podcast a little while back. Uh, Jason speaks with all types of people dealing with mental health issues, professionals, loved ones. You know, it's basically a lot like this podcast, only it's done with a a fancy British sounding guy because he's a fancy British guy. So that's cool. Hey, you should listen to that Rainy Days podcast. So listen to those, write and review them and find them anywhere podcasts are available. (laughs) Uh, So when you take your meds, regularly can you still get these episodes like is it it's not foolproof the meds
1: yeah the meds aren't foolproof they they help a lot they help they do help a lot but i still i still will just start talking to myself for no reason happens and you have no
0: recollection when that happens
1: not usually no i usually notice when it's over because i just go into a different world
0: hmm yeah hence the the security footage yes (laughs) Was that, well, it seems like you, you are fairly um, uh, lucky, I guess, that you've had positive people in your life to be, to to allow you to be open. You know what I mean? Like you said, your friends were all like, yeah, we knew you were schizophrenic and like no one jammed out on you or, or you were, you know, which made it you comfortable enough to actually post these videos and talk about it and be open. Whereas other people, you know, it's very,
1: well, I mean, it, it, it took a while. I mean, from diagnosis, I would say it my mental health journey took me about 10 years to finally be comfortable, hmm. you know,
0: talking to about accept it. it. You're right. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense then. Do you, do you, you talk to other like advocates of schizophrenia,
1: yeah.
0: And you meet, have you met online or in person or,
1: uh, both, both. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I guess you're in New, New York, so there's. I'm in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> so it's like, I have to travel eight hours to meet someone else that <laughs> advocates. Um, yeah. I, have you ever heard of Saskatchewan?
1: Yes, I have.
0: Yeah, that's where I am. Yes, middle of the that's prairies. where the
1: Sasquatch is.
0: Uh, nope. No. No. Sasquatch is in like West Coast. But they might be related somehow. My, the name of my province and Bigfoot. Uh, uh I, Oh, do you mind having a schizophrenic episode right now so we can see what it's like? It, it, Go. It, does,
1: it doesn't happen
0: like that. <laughs> no, I can't do it on command. Can't do it on command. <laughs> huh. That makes me think maybe you're not faking. So what is your... Br- you're, like so you say you work for yourself, your brand is uh schizophrenic NYC Yes. and is that just uh graphic design or is it also? The, the the advocacy and everything it's all tied yeah, in together it's all the
1: advocacy tied in like schizophrenic NYC is just the you know i would say made by me schizophrenic new yorker trying to change the way the new york, sees, new york city sees mental health especially the mental homeless it's all about getting the conversation started because the more we talk about mental health the less stigma there will be i usually have a pop-up shop or i sell online just that schizophrenic that nyc it's like a bunch of different t-shirts um, I sell like all kinds of toe boxes, toads, mugs, uh, looking around the room to see there's artwork, there's buttons, bracelets, stickers, magnets, all kinds of things, things that say like, don't be paranoid, you look great, or it's an evolution, You're, you are incredible, define normal, I'm mentally ill and I don't kill. And I talk to all kinds of people. When I pop up on the street, I meet all kinds of amazing people and it's just a lot of fun to do. Um,
0: and you make a living doing yep. that? Yes, like I Like that's your full jam? Mm-hmm. Uh, how much is rent in New York?
1: Uh, a lot. It really depends where you live.
0: Do, do you live in Manhattan or whereabouts are you? I live in Queens. Do you mind me asking how much rent is in Queens? It I'm depends, just curious where, 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 you it depends ah, where you live. It depends where you live. Okay. Okay. Because they say Saskatchewan is expensive to live, but it's actually the cheapest place in Canada. And pe- people in Saskatchewan don't realize that. <laughs> So rent here is like twelve hundred a month, averagey.
1: For how for how much? For how big is your place?
0: Well, I, I I actually own my house in a small town, so, but, I we paid for I think one hundred and thirty five thousand for our house.
1: Yeah, houses here are not that much. I I was walking around, or I mean, are much more. I was walking around yeah. Astoria, that's where I live in Queens, and there was like a sign for a house, but they're attached houses and they don't have much of a backyard i just like let me just call and they said it was 1.3 million
0: huh and so you bought it oh yeah yeah cash
1: yeah i bought it in cash totally but they said they were like well this the seller is will negotiate i was like not to my price.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Some free shirts and hats. <laughs> yeah, really. They're not going to negotiate to what I want
1: to buy it for, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, I don't have anywhere shirt, near that kind of money. Uh, the
0: the shirt I love of yours the most. Well, I don't know if I love it the most, but the one that maybe um, I don't know, affected me the most maybe is the one that says "I'm mentally ill. I don't kill." Because uh, being Canadian. You always hear about these mass shootings and stuff in the states and then people are like oh it's not the guns it's this person was mentally ill
1: i can't even with that they're so stupid these people are so dumb like they think that to stop gun violence we need more guns has that helped so far like has it helped no well there's not not enough apparently no Like, like, why are people allowed to have like assault weapons or whatever? Like, why are people, if, if like, you've heard like in Uvalde, Texas, the school shooting with the elementary school, the cops were too scared to go in because the shooter had an AR-15. So if the cops are scared of the gun, why are people allowed to have that gun?
0: Well, maybe the cops need bigger guns.
1: Good point. Why didn't the cops have the bigger gun? <laughs> Shouldn't the cops uh, have the gun that the shooter has or something? So like, stop blaming it on the mentally ill. Why don't we not allow people to at least have an AR 15? I know they don't want they won't they, they, they won't give their guns away, but ha- they won't take their guns away. But why don't we just t- take away the guns? The cops are afraid of at least. Mm-hmm. All right, we won't, mm-hmm. you know, compromise because I know about like the the Newtown shooting about those kids. They tried to get the magazines to be less, so like less bullets, you know, and mm-hmm. they said th- it didn't get passed.
0: Hmm. So even ha- setting a limit to how many people you could shoot without reloading
1: was not. It, it didn't get passed. Huh. And that was the last time little kids got killed in in.
0: Uh, d- <laughs> So do you think some of these shooters are mentally ill?
1: There's a problem. It's gun violence. There's a way to fix the gun violence by making more gun laws. But instead, they're not doing that. Why?
0: M- mucho dinero.
1: Right? Like Like, cigarettes are bad for you. So they taxed and taxed and taxed and taxed and taxed. And taxed. So, why are they not making it harder to buy guns?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? Like,
0: or like Chris Rock says, make the bullets ten thousand dollars each.
1: Oh, it was five thousand dollars. Oh okay. but that is my favorite thing ever. That's I love that stand up. Like there there'll be no like like he says there'll be no like people like like shot by accident if you make like, a <laughs> yeah. bullet five thousand dollars. I think that's brilliant. Make the bullets more expensive. Like There you go. There's a way to do it right there. And they don't even do it. Right. There's so many ways. There's so many things you can do to try to prevent gun violence. And they're not doing anything. And then you want to blame it on mental health. Yet they're cutting budgets for mental health care.
0: Right. The right.
1: governor of Texas cut the mental health care budget by 50 percent,
0: which I'm assuming wasn't that high anyway.
1: Right. He cut it by 50 percent. And gun problems there are are rampant. You have all the Texas killing kids, but let's cut the mental health budget by fifty percent and blame the gun violence on mental illness. Don't you see a, how that makes no sense?
0: Yeah. Well, it, you know, it's all about fear. It's about blaming someone else. You need someone lower. You need that. I, I think. I I don't want to get too political. You know what they were saying? They were
1: saying like, have one exit for a school. Therefore, the one, the one entrance and exit for the, for a person. So a person can't just come in. Do do they not know like what, what fire safety is?
0: Yeah. Right. Right.
1: (laughs) Board up all the windows. It's, this is a school. Yeah. They were like, well, the back door was propped open. It's a school.
0: You know, maybe they should arm the teachers. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Now it's arm the teachers. Yeah, that's a great idea. Next thing you know, a teacher is going to kill all the students or something. You're not doing your homework. <laughs> Sit down in your seat, Johnny.
0: <laughs> the teacher was mentally ill. Right.
1: Yeah. Now that yeah, would not be, be funny. <laughs> like the teachers now are just killing the students. They're all armed. Oh, we froze. Did we freeze?
0: Uh, yeah. Oh. oh, yeah. Okay. We're back. Mm-hmm. And we're back. And we're back. Last we were talking to Michelle, we were talking about teachers shooting children.
1: Like, I know so many teachers, a lot of people that went to college with their teachers, I can't even imagine them trying to use a gun.
0: Right? Like, <laughs> like, I, like... I
1: have a friend who, who would, who, if she tried to get a gun, she wouldn't, I I can't even imagine, oh, I, just the visual of her trying to figure out how to use a gun would just get her shot
0: right <laughs> Yeah, i teach kindergarten i don't want to uh, uh use an automatic weapon yeah,
1: yeah right it's just so you, dumb Can you imagine that so
0: the, the firing range it's like a bunch of police officers and teachers training yeah bizarro i didn't mean to get into a whole gun I know, I issue know, debate but, but it's just so i did want to get into your shirt i'm mentally ill i don't kill
1: right because because yeah. they're all—it's mental. It's a mental health issue. We'll stop cutting the budgets then.
0: Yeah, yeah. So fucking fix the mental health issue then.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. I have a lot of housing for people with mental illness. You know, they'll bring—they'll bring them to the hospital, but no one's paying the bill for them, so they just let them go onto the street.
0: Yeah, and how many of these shooters are like have actually been? like mentally ill. I'm sure some of them have, but like a lot of them are young white guys that are.
1: They're all young white guys. They're all young white guys. What is going on? They come from
0: like stable homes and good homes or whatever. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I don't want to create them. I don't really know what's going on
1: with that. I I don't even understand. And now the Parkland shooter who shot everybody when he was in high school, he's up Mm -hmm. for the death penalty. He's he made a speech and he was like, I can't even watch TV anymore. Either can the 17 people you killed. And then I I was watching Mm. something on YouTube where he where there's like a video of somebody faking um, like a psychosis and faking schizophrenia. And it's him um, just in the interrogation and how he's trying to fake being psychotic.
0: Right. I've seen some of these before. Yeah. Yeah, they don't even do it right. Do your homework if you're gonna fake.
1: Yes. Don't watch, watch my my videos are real, but if you want to learn, <laughs> if you to learn. Yeah. Just keep watching my videos, and then you can yeah. figure out how to fake it because that's the real one. <laughs> but maybe if you act like me too much, people will accuse you of faking because I guess mine just looks so fake, apparently. Yeah, you're not. Mine are, mine are too no, too too crazy to be real. I I don't
0: know. <laughs> not crazy enough. Maybe. Not crazy
1: enough. There. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, um, do, do, has anyone ever hinted or made comments about, about you being violent or possibility of being a violent person?
1: People have like asked questions like, are your episodes ever violent? Do you ever get violent? And I'm like, no, I don't get violent. I don't get violent. No, like years and years and years ago, if I was mad at somebody, I'd be like, oh, it's her. but like so many people are like the same thing. So many, so many, I know people with no diagnosis that are like way crazier than I ever was. And like, they'll get into fights, but I don't fight people. Yeah. You know, I may, you know, egg on people and annoy them and try to like piss them off. Like in a lacrosse game, a girl tried to fight me. I didn't fight her. I'm just laughing at right. me. Right.
0: Right. Yeah. I know a lot of dudes that get drunk and fight every time they get drunk.
1: Right. Yeah. I don't, I've never been in like a legit fist fight with somebody, you know, because of like schizophrenia. Like that doesn't cost any like fist fights.
0: You're just trying, you're just trying to teach Hebrew. <laughs> I just remembered your Bad post. <laughs> yeah.
1: This dumb bitch, she doesn't stop. She doesn't stop asking me. She's so annoying. Okay, so, so what? You, so, so a little backstory. Here. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Michelle posted that. Was it your last video that you posted? It was that, like,
1: yeah, my, po- my post I posted yesterday.
0: That uh, you were like in an argument talking to yourself in an argument, but it's usually because you're trying to teach someone that used to go to high school with Hebrew and they're not picking up on it or something.
1: It's this girl that I used to work with who was so mean, I can't stand her. And she's constantly asking me what different words mean in Hebrew. And so many times I'm saying to her, I don't know. Why don't you just Google it? And she's like, Oh, okay. Did you, and she'll be like, so how do you say honey in Hebrew? And I'm like, I don't know, Devesh, Google it, and she's, she'll just be like, Bubby or bubby, booby or bubby," and I'll be like, Bubby is a darling, bubby is a grandmother," and she'll keep asking me it over and over again, saying it's the same word. I'm like, "No, it's not the same word. What is a booby? What is a bubby?" And she goes, that's the same word. I'm like, no, it's not the same word. Think of the word boogie. Think of the word buggy. Then pretend then to replace both those G's with B's. And she can't understand it. And I explain it to her over and over and over again. I can't stand this girl. She's so annoying. She won't go the fuck away.
0: And this is constant. Reoccurring.
1: Every day. Every day. She doesn't go away. I can't stand her. She's so annoying.
0: Why? Why her? Just because you dislike her? Because I hate her. Because
1: I hate her. Right. Because I just hate her so much.
0: So you're like obsessed about her in a way.
1: I obsess that how much I hate her.
0: I obsess about people I hate too. Yeah. Yeah. I should obsess about people I love, but for whatever reason I don't. It's like, yeah, I have a former coworker that's still stuck in my head. It's like when I'm doing something, it's like I still hear the criticism. It's like, why? Why do I go there? You know, I don't. I I don't have psychosis or anything but you know I mean that voice and you know I imagine him going you're doing that wrong and it's like why the fuck do I do that Mm
1: -hmm. so it's
0: interesting that that's that's what your psychosis goes to
1: I know and then sometimes I think that like is she following my social media and knowing that I'm talking to her all the goddamn time because that would make her so happy
0: and that's the paranoia yes
1: yes I hate her (laughs)
0: <laughs> let's get her I hate her so much non-violently let's get her I hate her
1: she can fall What's off her the name? edge of a cliff I'm not telling you her name <laughs> I know she's not worth it text it to me she's not worth a name she's not worth okay. any name
0: was this as an adult you worked with her or as a lifeguard as a kid as an adult mm, 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 mm-hmm. adults are the worst <sighs> so you vape that's my next question
1: i try not to this is this thing is like dead i got this i went to i went to philly and i bought this but it's like just dead now i don't even know this brand i never had this brand before i went to philly and the, the homeless people there are much different oh they were just oh, so different they were the, they didn't just better? like sit on the side beg for money they were more walking around they walked around a lot more than the homeless people in New York City. New York City homeless people kind of find a spot to sit in. These ones were just more mm. walking around, around. It's di- different type of deal. And Philly's so much cleaner mm. than New York City.
0: Have you met homeless people that you were like, oh, this dude has schizophrenia?
1: Oh, all the time. All the time. But it also could be mm. a drug binge, you know, going off drugs. You, mm. They kind of got, that happens a lot. But yeah, right. there's five or ten guy I always know this guy, he's five or ten guy Because he always goes, do you have a five or ten? Do you have a five or ten? But he, I know him, that he's not homeless, he lives in a residence But I know that he's a crackhead Because I know the guy that lives Across the hall from him in a residence And he says that that, that guy just smokes Crack all day
0: mm. But there is, I guess, drug-induced
1: Yeah, um... he, he, he is out of Touch with everything This dude, five all or right. ten guy I don't know what his real name is
0: You know i i've i know of people who have drug-induced schizophrenia with even marijuana
1: yeah that can totally happen
0: is is it like uh is it like the schizophrenia is like like it's in their dna already and then the the drug use brings it out in them or is it fully just because of the drugs do you know
1: I'm not entirely sure. I would think probably it's like maybe dormant inside you and it wakes dormant, you up, that was the word. you know, mm. uh, but I think that the, the, weed, it, it can do when it just makes you really, really, really paranoid, like really paranoid. And I think that's what brings mm. it out. But then they just keep smoking weed and it gets them more and more paranoid or then they maybe try harder drugs and stuff like that. And it gets them more and more paranoid. And then they just go into this whole psychosis type deal and just spirals into just, just, no, just not good.
0: How are your do you, Do you have a good relationship with your parents?
1: Yeah, it's good, it's and good. they're
0: supportive of of your mm-hmm. uh, business and everything you're doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your hat? Did you design that?
1: I did design this hat. Yes.
0: Okay, because you, you have a lot of very colorful clothing. I notice on uh, on in, Instagram is where I follow you, but
1: yes. It yes
0: i should follow you what, 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 actually what, what is your handle on tiktok it's actually the same
1: it's schizophrenic.nyc oh oh okay yes it is yes it is
0: so we talked about some of the negative feedback and people faking and stuff have you heard some really positive feedback people oh
1: yes calling you a
0: hero and that kind of stuff
1: yes i get tons of positive feedback people like you know thank you so much for your videos you know they really helped me understand my you know son daughter father sister or whatever you know like thank you so much they're really helping i get great i get amazing feedback and it's really makes me feel good so like that that always you know brings me up and stuff like that you know so yeah like, that stuff that's is... that's great you know and it helps me it helps people like you know
0: yeah that you know? that's what keeps it going yeah bit. and then
1: like you know they're like thank you for being so open
0: well, it is very rare that, you, because I've been wanting to do an episode on schizophrenia for a while. It's like, it's hard to find anyone on social media that's open about it and willing to, because I've messaged a few people and they just either don't respond or I don't know if they even see my message or what, but you responded like within an hour. I was like, oh my God, thank God. Why didn't I, again, like I said, I thought I had contacted you in the past, but I guess I hadn't. But, so I very much appreciate that. But, and, uh, I appreciate that you're, you you know, are so open about it because a lot of people aren't. And, and the way to be, the way to end the stigma is to be open.
1: Yeah. Just talking about it because if, if nobody's open about it and if nobody knows like what people really go through, they're just going to make assumptions. And if you just listen to what doctors say, doctors just, just just kind of get what they get with from their patients, but you don't mm-hmm. really know what's going on in the patient's actual you have to hear from the like the person all the time. Mm-hmm. If you just hear from the doctor, you don't always know what's really going on. Because you don't know what the patient is really always saying to their doctor. You know. Mm-hmm. to get it from the source. That's what I think is from the from the from the primary source. Primary source research, whatever it is. Get it mm-hmm. from primary mm-hmm. source not from other people, just talking about it. I get so many messages about like people's, like, how are they going to, how do they deal with like their family member? That's like paranoid and not listening to them and not taking their meds, not doing this, not doing that. And like, that's the hardest question to answer because a lot of people that are diagnosed and they don't want to take their meds, they're blaming them, they're paranoid, they're doing all this, they're thinking everyone's out to get them. And I hate to say like, um, it's not going to be easy. You know, I don't know how to answer that question. Like, you know, they have to just somehow get them to take their meds and it's, you know, they're not going to always be the same person they were before, you know, and maybe if they don't like their meds, maybe they need to switch meds. Not everybody's going to like the first meds they're going to be put on. And if they're saying they hate their meds, maybe they hate their meds because it's the wrong meds. Also, Mm. it might be easier to be med compliant. Sometimes they have the shot that you just get a shot and they feel better. Cause it's hard to be med compliant, especially when you're first diagnosed.
0: Right. Yeah. I have a friend that her sister diagnosed with schizophrenia and she's super duper or she was anyway, super duper paranoid. And then they would take her to the doctor and then she would just act completely normal. So the doctor's like, I don't know what you people are talking about. She's not, not really sick at all. And so it's like she knew how to play the game. She knew how to manipulate the doctor and whatever. And so I can only imagine how absolutely frustrating that would be. Uh, have, have you done that before? Like, have you, were you non-compliant with taking meds and, and stuff? Or have you been pretty?
1: Um... I mean, when I was younger, I was non-compliant with taking meds. I didn't want them. I didn't think I needed them. But then I realized that my life was better when I took them.
0: Hmm. And how did your parents get you to take them?
1: It wasn't my parents, it was my lacrosse oh. coach.
0: Oh. <laughs> ah. Uh-huh. Cuz you like playing, but you couldn't play or practice unless you took them. Okay, good. Um <laughs> do do you have a podcast as well?
1: I have a podcast. You have a really nice mic yeah i have a podcast um i am a polar a schizophrenic and a podcast that i do with gabe howard um we kind of just do little short seasons of it and um, we're bringing it back in 2023 oh, okay. so you can find you can still find the episodes up but we're not currently recording right now a bipolar a schizophrenic and a podcast that's what it's called
0: thank you so much michelle it's so amazing that you, you record yourself in these episodes and are so willing to share them to really end the stigma around schizophrenia and to just be so open and vulnerable. You're a very brave lady. So thank you so much. Thank you for speaking to me. Thank you for listening, everybody that's listening. And uh, thank you for my next week guest, uh, Trash. I, I have a hard time calling her Trash because it's <laughs> such an negative sounding word, but she says it's empowering. So I believe her, um, trash who has DID or disassociative identity disorder. So check that out next week. Uh, she's an amazing young lady. So all there's left to say is make your beds and take your meds. Bye. Bye.